welcome to the Macabre Family Podcast. I am here today with my mom. Hi. <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about Mitchell and Lindsay Kwai. Why? Why are we talking about Is that, that their last name is Why? Kwai. Oh, Kwai. Q U um, Q U Y. Okay. So this is actually going to take place in Southport, England. And lucky enough for us, we actually have some British listeners. Oh, shout out. <laughs> um, speaking of British, I want to let everyone know about a great podcast I listened to called Infraction. And when I started this podcast, I reached out to the ladies of Infraction for advice and they were wonderful. I so, love them. So check them out, Infraction. Check them out on all the listening platforms. They're really good. So today, like I said, we're going to be talking about Mitchell and Lindsay Kwai. Um, so the prime suspect, we're just going to start with this because... I've never even heard of him. I and didn't I, I do either. a lot of listening, podcast listening to... I haven't heard anything either. I found one or two podcasts about this, but I watched a um, documentary... And before we even get started talking about it, this guy, when he was the prime suspect in her disappearance, let a documentary film crew follow him around while he was being investigated. Is it that what no relation to her? His wife. Oh, it's his wife. Okay. Yeah. okay. I got <laughs> Sorry. It. I thought you said this guy. Kwai. Oh. <laughs> All right. Okay. Sorry. And so this documentary is where a lot of the quotes you'll hear come from. So let's get started. So we're going to start off our story with Lindsay Wilson. She's a sister of three brothers and two sisters. During the documentary watched, we talked to her parents and they said she was shy growing up and a big daddy's girl. She did although have a little temper and according to her mom, didn't know when to quit. At 17, she got pregnant by a long-term boyfriend, and about five months into her pregnancy, they broke up. Lovely. Well, you know a little bit about being young and pregnant. Young and pregnant. uh, Daddy never left. (laughs) He didn't. (laughs) He waited. He waited. (laughs) Um, So, after they broke up, she was, like I said, five months pregnant, lonely, and then walks in and young and very young, young yes uh, walks scary. in Mitchell Kwai which would be the biggest mistake of her life and they met in June 1995 and he was 20 when she was 17 she still has a baby she's pregnant yeah still pregnant, oh yeah, yeah. about 5 weeks after meeting they got married in August of 1995 5 <sighs> weeks <sighs> Uh, Lindsay's family was not a fan of him at all, and they did not approve. Lindsay uh, would later tell her sister Paula, Paula, it was a huge mistake and she regretted it. And the only person who even went to the wedding from uh, Mitchell's side was Elliot, his younger brother, and we will hear more about him later at the end of the story. So no family, so to say. I think both of his parents died, as he says. Yeah. Mitchell got violent on their wedding night. He started trying to control Lindsay and keep her from her family. So the night of their wedding, he was already being violent. Yep, abusive. Yep. Six weeks after they were married, Lindsay's daughter Robin was born. 
A year after that, she found herself pregnant again. The marriage was in trouble when she found out, and Mitchell was often violent and very, very controlling. Didn't want her leaving the house, didn't want her to do anything. No car, no job, no money, stay at home, take care of the babies. Uh, Lindsay didn't want to bring a baby into that, so she ended her pregnancy. It stinks, but I mean, she had the wherewithal to be like, no, I'm not. You know what? In hindsight, she, she that was yeah. in everybody's best interest. Yeah. As sad yeah. as it says. He never forgave her for that. And in the documentary um, that he, like I said earlier, he let a film crew film him while he was being investigated. Yep, yep. Uh, he said that she killed his baby. And I think he tries to use that later as an excuse. This was in the 90s, so she just had it terminated. Yeah, she had okay. an abortion. Um, December 1996, Mitchell walked out and Lindsay started divorce proceedings. Five months later, he was back. <laughs> and shortly Abusive after that... relationship. How long does it usually take? For a divorce? No, to get out of an abusive relationship. Well, it takes like seven to eight times for leaving. She never got out. Oh. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, this is what this is about. Okay. Uh, she, after he came back, she got pregnant. Mm. And four months into her pregnancy, Mitchell was once again violent. Or he was getting violent. After an argument they had, Mitchell literally trashed the house. So they showed video footage, and she's walking through the house with one of her parents, I assume, saying, welcome to the house of horrors. He smashed all the windows, all the furniture, everything in the house he could touch, he smashed. Did he have uh, any kind of dependencies like was he an alcoholic was he a drug abuser was he they don't say anything no and after so get this after he was done trashing the whole house yeah he went outside and trashed the whole car smashed it to pieces See, if it wasn't abuse from drugs then he's just just crazy yeah no he just that he was just control freak like she was gonna divorce him they got in a fight she probably said i'm leaving and He, he trashed everything that they had so she would get nothing. Well, and uh, and mind you, she's, what, five months pregnant? Yep. So yep. August, uh, sorry, August, October 1997, their son Jack was born. In a span of four months after Jack was born, Mitchell walked out on them seven times. <sighs> seven times in Bye-bye. four months. It's like every other week. <laughs> yeah. Finally, April 19, 1998, it was for good. In the summer of that year, Lindsay was moving on with her life. She had help from a woman's aid organization in finding a home. And she appeared to be very happy. So, like, they help you basically hide from your domestic abuser. Yep. yep. So, <laughs> Mitchell got a job at a place called Pl- Pleasureland. <laughs> right? Well. Sounds like a oh, strip club. Porn. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm it's thinking. It's an amusement park. Then again. Yeah. <laughs> it was an amusement park running the go-karts, and we'll go back to the okay. go-karts okay. again. Okay. Now, at this time, he's what? How old so is he? So, 90, they got married in 95, and he was 20, so yeah. 97. 97, so 27. 23. What? 95, and he oh, was... Oh, I thought you said 90. No. <laughs> gotcha. 23. We're bad at math. Um... He, he got fired from this job for assaulting a customer. A kid? Um, a woman. Okay. Because, you know, he has problems oh, with yeah. women. Yeah. Lindsay was afraid of Mitchell. He threatened to kill her or have other people do it. 
So she got a restraining order against him. Um, Mitchell convinced Lindsay on the year, on the one year birthday of their son Jack, to so he could come over and see his kid. Yeah. And that was mistake, mistake, mistake. Mistake number one, two, well, three. Twenty-seven because uh, they got back together. Yeah. Um, and her family stopped visiting her because Mitchell didn't want them there. October 90, 1998. I keep saying that weird. Paula, Lindsay's sister, took her out for drinks. After she brought uh, Lindsay home, she went in for a cup of tea, because this is England. Yes. Tea, yes. not coffee. Yes. <laughs> she said, Paula said in the documentary that Mitchell sat in the corner yeah. while they were having tea, just staring at her the whole time. Waiting. Just, no, just staring until she left. Just not saying a word, just staring just at her. Just staring. Trying, I, my opinion, like he was trying to intimidate her. That sounds sounds right. When Paula went to leave, Lindsay slipped her a note. And when Paula got home, she read it, and the note said, please help me get out of here. And this would be the last time Lindsay, uh, Paula saw her sister. That's so sad. December 13th, Lindsay's mom took her shopping for Christmas things when she dropped her off. Um, she dropped her off at the corner store right yep. by their house, and yeah, Lindsay ran in. Home or, uh, no, okay. Lindsay ran in to get a pa- pack of butts. Yeah, and her mom's like, "Well, I can give you a ride from here." And she goes, "No, no, I'll walk. It's fine." Yeah. Uh, her mom never saw her or heard from her again after that. Eleven days later, on Christmas Eve, Mitchell went to Lindsay's parents' house to collect the gifts for the kids. He told her parents that Lindsay was getting ready to go out, called her a psycho. And told her parents that he thought she was seeing somebody else. She's dead. Oh, yeah. No one heard from her at Christmas. And almost eight weeks later, Lindsay is finally reported missing. So he doesn't report her missing. Nope. Her family doesn't report her missing because Mitchell is... They've been estranged, you know, because really. the boyfriend right. or her husband won't let them see her. They don't want... He doesn't want them around. Yep. So he's, I don't know, is it called gaslighting? Where he just tells them all this, like, oh, no, she's a crazy Keeps person. going, yeah. 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 So she's not reported by anybody except for a social worker. February 5th, 1999. Now, they got back together. Whose house did they stay in? Hers. The one <coughs> the women's aid helped her get. How, could, how did they even let it happen? I don't know. But the social worker reported her missing. The yeah. last confirmed sighting was by her mom, December 13th, 54 days before she was reported missing. So Mitchell's story was that Lindsay just walked out on her family and him. So during a press conference, Mitchell told everyone on Christmas Day, Lindsay came home um, off of her face, as he put it. I don't know what that means. Crazy. Assuming, maybe, maybe or that's drunk. his term for being. Oh, maybe, maybe. Got dressed and just walked out the door, leaving them. So the he, kids too. Yeah, he toted this around the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how long. I'll, I'll probably say in the end, but the stories he told the press, the media, like his families, Everybody. everything. Uh, Lindsay's family obviously didn't believe him, and they knew he was dead. She was dead. dead. And the police didn't believe him either. During the investigation, he told the police he had seen Lindsay in a black Mercedes and walking in town. So he... Bullshit. Yeah. The (laughs) only person in this town they lived in, he was the only one. Only one that saw her. 
He tried to portray her as a careless mother who abandoned her family. So he wants her to be the bad guy. Oh, yeah. Regardless of what Mitchell said, though, the police kept looking because they didn't believe him at all. They were looking for her body and any traces of her at all, and they believed she was dead and that he had killed her. Cadaver dogs. So, well, it had been 54 days until she was reported missing. Yeah. So when they did search the house, they couldn't find anything. Yeah, they probably, well, they could, if they brought, if she was on the yard, bring the cadaver dogs in. She was not. Spoiler alert. Ah. She was not in the yard. Okay. (laughs) Uh, They didn't find any clues, but in April 1999, they found out. Mitchell had been cashing Lindsay's benefit checks. Of course. So he was arrested for fraud. They tried to get him on murder charges too, but the lack of evidence let him out. So he basically thought he got away with it, and he went on a media frenzy. Yeah. He did plead guilty to the fraud charges and got community service. During his time at the thrift shop, he was doing community service. The documentary crew went and saw him. him. Yep. Oh, yeah, because they followed him around. Oh, now he's in the limelight. He loves it. Oh, he he did. He loved it. Um, He said in... He's doing all this and... Oh, sorry. He said in the documentary, doing all this and leaving me with these kids, I wouldn't piss on her if she was on fire. (sighs) Saying that, doing community service as he cashed her checks, knowing she was dead, he killed her. Yeah. Yeah. He just... Piece of shit. Yep. So June nineteen ninety nine, Jeff Sloan took over the case, and this guy would Different be eyes. Yep, he would be the one that finally cracks it. Mitchell was pissed that the case got turned into a murder investigation, and even more pissed he was a prime suspect. So he started using the media to claim his innocence and portray Lindsay as an abandoner. So and like the I, temple starts to crumble. Oh, it will. Yeah. Yeah. Lindsay's family spent every day searching for her body. They would go out every single day looking. The longer they couldn't find the body, the more confident Mitchell ended up becoming. And the more he went to the media, he would go to the newspaper. He would go yeah, to... Yeah, they can't find anything because I didn't do it. Uh, yeah, a lot of the townspeople started believing him. Mm-hmm. Because... Well, it's when you put something in somebody's face. For day after yeah. day after day after day. And he loved the attention. Mm-hmm. He sent Christmas cards to the police station. Oh, thank you, my friend. He sent a bottle of hair dye to Jeff Sloan, and in the card he said it was to cover his grace and give him more confidence. Who? Somebody gave him that. Mitchell sent that to the lead investigator. Oh my god! (laughs) So Jeff Sloan has never met Mitchell. Yeah. When he took over the case, he never went and talked to him. He never ever met him. Just he was doing his investigation by his by the reports already. Yeah, he said he wasn't going to meet him until yeah. he had him sitting in that chair. Yeah, and, and he dead to rights. Yep, sure. done. Yep. He did not yep. want to see him. Yeah. When 2000 came around, the police needed a break in the case. So they started forming a circumstantial case against him. Yeah. On December 14th, it's the last actual sighting of Lindsay. She called the benefits office about her missing check. So he started cashing her checks before she even died. Yeah. And stealing them from her. So she called because she didn't get it. So she called from a payphone outside of the post office. Okay. So that's the last actual report of her. The 15th. So he was taking her. Money. Taking money from her unbeknownst to her. Yeah, she had no okay. idea. 
Okay. So she was taking her checks before she would even touch even, them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So she thought they were getting missing. So they rec- had the call record, not recorded, but, but they could. They found out. The okay. post office saw her and saw Why her. Why didn't she just go right in? She did go in the post okay. office and get her check. And once it wasn't there, she called the benefits office to wonder where it was. Gotcha. Um, on the 15th, she had an appointment with a divorce attorney, which she did not make. So they believed after she realized her check was missing, she went home pissed off because yeah. she's figuring out he took it. Um, they, they assumed that they had a fight. And it is thought she finally told him, we're getting a divorce. Out of here. And that point, he killed her. On June 8th, 2000, Mitchell was arrested. To unsettle him when he was arrested, they brought him to Liverpool Police Precinct. That was to make him uncomfortable and to throw him off a little bit. Well, plus, I think, isn't it, he had a lot of media attention. So, when they interviewed Mitch every single time, his story would stay the exact same. But he would tell it in the same pace. Like, this is what happened, and this, yeah. and this. Rehearsed. Yeah, completely yeah. rehearsed. Yeah. So they wanted to throw him off. So he wanted to break up the story and try to get Mitch- Mitchell out of the continuity of it. Right. So he would ask questions about something different and then go back to something. Like, he would mix them interrogate up. him. Yeah. Like, do, he did a really Instead good... of going in sequence. Yep. yep. So they started asking him questions in a different manner. Mitchell had his, like I said, story planned out, but only in a certain way. He didn't think to switch it up so it would be... Oh, what happens if... They ask they a question ask about this. this first. So he started realizing that the police thought, knew more than he thought. So he no commented the whole time. After he started figuring it out. Yeah. No comment, no comment, no comment. He couldn't. He had nothing, <laughs> he to, yeah, nothing to say. Nothing. After 36 hours of this, they finally charged him with murder. And he was not... He did. He thought he, he was going to be able to walk out. Yeah. No, he, he was not oh. expecting it. After but an I edit... Mean, even after they arrested arrested him, he probably still figures he can walk out. No. Oh. No. After a night in jail... Yeah. He cracked and confessed. Oh, my... He even named... Pussy. I know, right? <laughs> he even named his brother, Elliot, as an accessory. So, the only person that went to the wedding yeah. was an accessory to the murder. Mm. He didn't have many people. So, would you like to know why her body wasn't at the house? Let me think. Okay. Do, well, do, why do, it wasn't do, at the do, house do, or where do. it was. Where they were. He drew maps of where he deposed, disposed of ah. her body parts. Yeah, but where did he cut her up? Don't tell me in the home because... He did. They, they were in the home. He did. Yes. They didn't have luminol back then? Well, Ben, don't think about it. It had been 54 days. Oh, still. Yeah. So the blood will still be there years after years. Even coats of paint, if it's not taken off properly. Well... You should be able to see it. Not, if you not paint, apparently... sure here, but... I was watching an episode of the first 48, and somebody killed somebody... Like 50 years ago. No, they killed them in a this basement garage, oh. and they threw paint all over it. Yeah, they could see where the the paint didn't get, but the paint covered the blood. Hmm. Okay, it, maybe it's because it was fresh. I don't. I know. don't have my certificate in science. I know. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll tell you the whole story, and you'll okay. we'll find out okay. where, what ahead, he did with it. it. 
So Mitchell finally told them what happened. Lindsay told him about the divorce and he snapped. He choked her for 20 minutes. He it sat takes on her. Three minutes. He, I thought it was longer than that. No, I believe it takes to choke somebody unless you probably break the. Again, yeah. no doctor or yeah. scientist here. The trachea or something? The hi- hiatal bone? Was it hi- hi- something in your throat. Yes. <laughs> he sat on her, choking her for 20 minutes. When she was dead, he left her there and he got his brother to help. He, af- after, he. She was dead. He slept with her in the room. Children are there, mind you, too. He brought her to the tub and stabbed her seven times to drain all the blood and left her there before he cut her up. Once he got his brother, they decided to cut her up into pieces to dispose of her. How can people be so sick? He claims all his brother did was hold the bag open while Mitchell cut him up, but... His brother was... It's just even a knowing... A trained butcher. Uh, So if he's going to just say my brother just held the bag... No! Why even implicate him at all unless he did something and then he thought of the bag situation after because he didn't want to fully implicate him? Right. I think his brother as a butcher was... Was I, it could be. You figure if he's holding the bag and he's saying, okay, just take that butterfly knife yeah. there and put it in between the I'm joints. So, but if it's my, it I kill somebody and I have my sibling helping, ah, I'm going to let you, them live there. You this. know they would. Okay, 100%. <laughs> but I wouldn't implicate them. If I'm going oh, down no. for it, I wouldn't make them hell do it too. No. So he cut her hands, head, and legs off. And like I said, the kids were there when this happened. And they mm-hmm. cut her up in the bathtub where the kids go to the bath, like I bathe. I hope they didn't see anything. I don't think so because they never say anything. And if it's a knife that they cut her up with, then. For over a year, he also used the tub to shower. He literally had no remorse. Nope. He led the police to the disposal site at Pleasure Island right next to the go-karts where he worked. <sighs> and the other location was um, by the train tracks. Where he would walk to the store from yeah, their house so to the store. Any, Every any place, place he knew. He yeah. Threw it off the side or whatever. Um, when he was at the location at Pleasure Island to the go-karts, it was a rainy, dreary day. And he Slow. looked like a pig in shit. Like, he was so happy. He was looking for the cameras and smiling. He loved it. He still, even... Today. Yep. Her head and hands were never found. Does he remember where he put them? Uh, yeah, they put them in, out to the rubbish Yeah, to get oh. taken. Oh, so, With yeah. the trash, so it's in the landfill. Yeah. He was convicted for a minimum of 17 years, and his brother only got seven. How much did he get? He's still in jail now. He, the family has petitions for him to stay there. Stay, yeah. But in England, I believe, they have to do appeal, like, they get... Every certain amount of years, they can they can go up for parole. Yeah. No matter what. Because I don't believe oh. they do the death penalty there either. Okay. They might. I, I just don't think so. I think it's like every three years. They can forget. go up for parole. Yeah. Because, well, they probably have... They, better... they have a minimum amount they can serve, period. I mean, a maximum, maximum amount. amount. Yeah. 
It's not like here. So they must have better programs. We we for getting better I, or help. Or, maybe, but we as a country, America, our criminal justice system is a joke, especially the jails. Oh my there's still people in jail for weed charges, non violent weed uh, charges. I know. They got like twenty five years. People people with killing a joint. people. Yeah. yeah. People killing people. There's aren't a, even getting that. I think it's called the Last Prisoner Project. They're trying to get out these poor guys the, are the, in their in 70s. Jail. Yeah, in jail yeah. for non-violent. They they understand like if it's a violent weed offense where somebody's gunning well, somebody, drug running with, yeah, with but a somebody 20 pound, yeah, 20, with somebody uh, with thousand weed, pounds of weed that's still in jail is ridiculous. So a sad note on top of this, Peter Wilson, Lindsay's brother, and they were best friends. Yeah. To say the least, like that was closest sibling, couldn't deal with her death, and then when he found out what happened to her, just couldn't even deal anymore. Mm. He committed suicide. Oh. So now two people died yeah. because of him. Yeah. That is so sad. So that, my friends, is Lindsay and Mitchell. Why? So depressing day. I know. <laughs> Start off this Monday great. Hey. I want to thank you all for listening. Thank my mama for being Welcome here. Welcome. Anytime. Love you guys. Have a wonderful week, and I will see you Friday with a new case. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.